let's go ahead and start over. I'm sorry. There it goes. So, welcome to the Crossways Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jonathan Germany, who has apparently no idea what he's doing tonight. Uh, but we're glad that you are here with us. Uh, I'm with my good friend and mentor, Ryan Frazier. He's a professor at Creek Hardman University. And we're going to be talking about gentleness this evening. But Ryan, uh, I know we kind of already did this, but how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Man. It's, uh, it's, it's been a good day, beautiful day out here in West Tennessee. That's wonderful. And I know as we've been talking about uh, gentleness, and thank you, Anna, for, for letting us know there was there's no sound. Uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, we're ex- my wife and I are expecting our first child. Uh, we're super excited, if you can't tell. And uh, But as we um, think before we got on here, we were talking about kindergarten cop. And uh, as, you know, Catherine and I are planning this new chapter in our life, it got me thinking if I was bringing our future child to his or her uh, first day of kindergarten and I saw a a person that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, would I feel like that would be a gentle uh, teacher? Would I feel like, oh, no, this could end up going poorly? Uh, uh, I don't know how I would feel. And those who are watching, I kind of want to hear, especially you who are parents, you know, how that would make you feel. Would you feel at ease? Would you feel like this would be a gentle person that could take care of your child? I don't know. <laughs> Ryan, what you got for me? <laughs> mm. Man, I just, I, I think about, um, you know, s- these images of people like uh, Schwarzenegger or Vin Diesel, these other, you know, just <laughs> the rock, yeah. you know, and um, I don't, my kids are grown now. Maybe I would actually enjoy them take care of my <laughs> own kids now but uh that that might be a little bit disconcerting to you know see it see this muscle-bound fierce looking person that's supposed to speak kindly to my child so exactly uh it, it might not match up with the mental image of what i would think a good kindergarten teacher looks like <laughs> and and i wonder if you know and i think that kind of and that's not what we'll be talking about but but i wonder if a lot of it also has to do with appearances really don't Mm -hmm. really indicate a person and you know you know we're called to be we're called to (laughs) to be gentle we're called to have a good inside inner being you know our soul's supposed to be like christ and you know perhaps our outward appearance we can do that by our actions and how we carry ourselves but you know we're told not to judge by by appearances Mm -hmm. And, and i think that that really plays a lot josh is here and uh, yes, I, I'm excited. Thanks for the congrats. Uh, but he's saying, you know, it's not right, but my first instinct would be heavy skepticism. And, uh, you know, and like you said, it's not right because we're, you know, yeah. we're, how often we, we do judge based off of appearances. But as we're talking about gentleness and, you know, I, I want us to think, you know, more along the lines of maybe even people we don't expect might have gentleness, but we're but we're all called to have gentleness. And as we've been unpacking the fruit of the spirit, and uh, each week we've, I guess, you know, each guest I've had on has become a parent, and I forgot which guest actually mentioned it specifically, that it, that these characteristics don't just begin somewhere and end somewhere, and the other one picks up where it left off. It seems mm-hmm. that all these characteristics are almost woven together mm-hmm. to, to create one fruit, to, to kind of describe what it is to have the spirit living inside of us. 
Right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, as I was kind of unpacking them in my head, just thinking about the conversation today, just how love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control just are all um, so inter, really interconnected. And there's, yeah. there's pieces to them that, I mean, you cannot, you can't just completely differentiate um, them. So no. I, I think that that is very, very cool. Maybe even in the order in which they show up in, in Galatians, you know, it, it almost seems to build, but I don't know. Maybe it almost builds, but then it almost builds backwards. You know, yeah, the moment I yeah. think it was, it was written in a specific order, then I say, well, then I could actually add in the opposite order because then you have to have self-control to have the others. So it's, right. it's, it's, it's always interesting for us to think about. And, you know, as I was thinking about gentleness, I was like, okay, well, in order for us to be gentle with, you know, guys, we talk about what gentleness actually is. You know, what does mm-hmm. gentleness mean? One of the first things I think of is, well, being patient with others. Then I'm like, well, right. patience is a fruit of the spirit or is, is one of the characteristics. And I'm like, well, so that, I think that just, you know, either I have a poor definition or I think it proves what I, what I hope is correct is that they all do build on one another. You, you can't have one without the other, which also means you can't ignore some and expect to have the others. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's, that's really important. But, that's but, right. uh, yeah, but, but as we're talking about gentleness and uh, I, I, I will try to stab myself. I, I want us to think about some of the stories in the Bible where Jesus perhaps showed gentleness mm-hmm. and uh, especially in how he interacted. Cause what I want tonight to, to be about is how we can show gentleness toward others. Because, you know, I, I, I think that's gentleness really is about how we interact with others. I'm not sure gentleness is, is how we interact with God. Uh, perhaps we, that could be a discussion, but I think it's more how God is gentle toward us and how, how we should be gentle toward others. So as we think about that, I think how Jesus was gentle. You know, Jesus wasn't always gentle. Right. But, but he showed his gentleness. Uh, one thing I, I wrote down and uh, I wanted to get some discussion on is it seems time and time again, I mean, this, Jesus' disciples asked the most absurd questions. And, and spending so much time with Jesus, you would think they would have understood it. You know, and Jesus time and time again was like, don't you get it by now? <laughs> you know, but it seems he showed gentleness with his disciples. But the people he didn't really show gentleness toward were the Pharisees. Right. And and uh, and and maybe you can can help me out, and maybe those who are watching can help us out. Figure out why would Jesus show gentleness toward one group, but be less, I guess, likely or, or less or showed less often gentleness toward another. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I also think, and it depends on which Pharisees you're speaking about. You know, I, yeah. I think about gentleness that Jesus showed to people like Nicodemus. You know, I mean, so, uh, so I think, it, of course, he, he read their hearts and he knew, is this person legitimately, um, are they legitimately interested in the kingdom or are they here to try and entrap me? Correct. And so he, he could see through that, that, that ruse and, and respond, you know, to, to their heart and, and really give them what they needed. Because, you know, you think about being gentle and then rebuke. There's almost being two opposite things, but when we when we speak the truth, 
we do it in love, um, sometimes it, it can come in the form of a rebuke, mm -hmm. depending on what, what our desire is for that person. Uh, even those, even the Pharisees and Sadducees, people trying to entrap Jesus, he still, he still cared about their souls. And yeah. so he gave them what they needed at the time, it seems. But and, and that is interesting. You know, you, you think about, um, and I, in kind of just getting my, wrapping my head around the topic for tonight, thinking about the meekness of Jesus, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. we conflate meekness and, and uh, gentleness. They, they are very related, but they are two different things. G mm -hmm. uh, meekness being more the, that attitude, gentleness, more the action, you know, and, and yeah. how it comes out. But I always uh, once described meekness as being knowing, I guess, having the ability to know when to show hmm. compassion or show maybe some some mercy and then hmm. but also knowing when it was a when it's appropriate to show some more harshness and, and and i think here jesus you know with with his disciples they they were coming from a place of we want to understand you know that they had a, a genuine i guess perspective but the, sure. the pharisees and, and i like what josh said here he says he was harshest on the Pharisees who were using the law of God to oppress God's mm. people as opposed to using it to lead them to a deeper understanding of who God was. And it was oftentimes the Pharisees who said, we know everything, right? and, and, and we have no more room for growth. And Jesus said, oh, oh, oh hold on. Uh, no, uh, one, you have room for growth. Two, mm. uh, you're wrong. And, mm. and and he came and he came down on that because it became now a, a lack of respect for God. And he they were using their power and their their knowledge of the law, like Josh said, to to oppress God's people. Bruce mm. said uh, meek and gentle, but very lawful with order and expectation. You know, Jesus sure. said, you, you know, the law. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he said, I have higher expectations for you. Sure, and, and I think that's a form of, of of gentleness because you know not gentleness isn't always just saying you know speaking real soft. Sometimes gentleness can, like you said, be giving people what they need in, in a that's way right. of motivation. I, I had a, uh, a a band teacher. And I think I brought this up either a week or two ago, and if I brought it up last week, I apologize for bringing it up uh, so quickly or so back to back. But uh, I was in in band, and I had a, a private. Uh, tutor who, who taught me throughout high school and I, I could have gone as, as far as I wanted to uh, in band and uh, I, I did not extend my I guess my music my music I guess life in college but when I was in high school there was I can remember very vividly the day or I guess the the private lesson day where I had not really practiced at all that, mm. that the, during the week and uh, I, I was talented enough for the stuff we were playing in class to really kind of just play it in class and not take it home. But the stuff I was preparing for for the private lessons were much more difficult. And practicing for like all state tryouts and other other pieces that you know she wanted me to mm -hmm. learn, which required practice because they were on a higher level. And I can remember at one point that day she just told me oh, you need to pack up um we're done and uh she goes and at this point she goes uh if you're gonna do this uh i'm not gonna teach you anymore 
and I'm going to tell your mom to stop wasting my time and stop wasting her money. Ouch. And uh, I felt super small. But she knew that I had respect for her, and she also knew that I hadn't practiced, and I was sight reading, mm. something I should have been practicing for weeks. Mm-hmm. And she said, this is unacceptable. I expect better from you. Now, was she gentle in the sense of holding my hand? Well, well, no. But she knew that here's what I need, and she wasn't rude. You sure. know, I think that's the difference between gentleness can be blunt because she wasn't rude, and she didn't say anything untrue, and she didn't say anything hateful. And I think mm. that's kind of where we need to be talking about is gentleness I, doesn't mean sugarcoating things. It, it, it's got to do with the motivation behind it. You know, what, what are we trying to – are we trying to hurt this person or are we trying to help this person? Yeah. Are we trying to wound them or are we trying to help them be healed? You know, and so um, Christ definitely, you know, shows that, shows that he says that he is um, gentle and humble in heart and you will yeah. find rest for your souls. But, um, but that doesn't make, discipleship easy no uh, but us having us being gentle means that having a gentle spirit i think also involves having a teachable spirit absolutely and if we're if we're unteachable or not entreatable um, it's impossible for us to to grow yeah. um, so and, and i think you know see and see and, and i wasn't a brand new student then you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was probably a junior or senior. Now, when I got to be a senior, at one point, she basically said, uh, you need to find someone who's more suited for, you know, she she didn't, her, I guess, her natural instrument wasn't what I played. So it got to a point when she said, I can't help you anymore. But I was probably a, a junior at that point. So, mm. I, you know, in high school who had been playing for since fourth grade, so I can't do math. I'm not going to try. But, you know, I think sometimes, you know, when we, we think that, I can respond that way and with that that harshness or that mm-hmm. bluntness with everybody. And it doesn't matter how young in the faith they are, and that's not gentle. And you know, we right. can we can convince ourselves, well I can I, I I'm concerned about their soul, but in reality, it's really about us and saying you're wrong. And if mm-hmm. our if our motivation is to prove them wrong rather than to help them be transformed like Christ then we lose that gentleness aspect. And it's, it's known how high to, how, you know, to, to take that dial. It's like with my students in Freed sometimes. I got to turn the dial up a little bit, you know, <laughs> as far as constructive criticism. But, you know, hopefully they know, hopefully the relationship is there that they know where I'm coming from and I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm try, trying to challenge you or trying to, uh, help you to to grow, and so that the gentleness tied into the meekness too. You know, we could um, we could jump down somebody's throat, like your teacher could have just jumped down your throat, or given you what they thought. If if I if I give enough confrontation, but give it at the level that Jonathan can handle it, this mm-hmm. is gonna this will spurn him on rather than. Oh, yeah. deflate him and uh, discourage I may, him. Yeah. I may or may not have went home and practiced for an hour or two. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Caleb Sampson, and for those who are who are with us, uh, he's also an admin on the page, and, and, and he put, as long as we say it with bless your heart, 
you know, and, <laughs> you know, and I think that's really funny, you know, but, but as I'm looking at some of the scriptures, you know, you know, Paul said with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. So sometimes that, and that's that, that patience part that, that has to come with gentleness because, you know, too often, you know, especially with maybe those who aren't Christians, we say, and I don't understand why we, we think this, but we're almost sh- surprised that non-Christians act like non-Christians. Yeah. Now, I can understand why we might be surprised that a Christian or someone who professes to be a Christ follower doesn't mm-hmm. act like Christ, but that patience still has to be there. Because, you know, if, you know if, if we are, if we dial it up too much and we aren't gentle because we didn't think about our relationship that's already there, you know, that, that teacher and I already had a very solid relationship. That's, that, you know, that's key. it's going it's to turn them off. Just like, you know, Paul wrote just, you know, a few verses later in Galatians from this past, you know, from the, the you know, mm-hmm. when he mentioned the fruit of the Spirit, he says, if anyone's caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in what? A spirit of gentleness. Of gentleness. Not, not a, you know, and I can remember talking to an atheist friend of mine. And uh, someone actually, I think you and I both know from Fried Hardeman. And uh, I asked her, and I had the relationship where I could say, I- I'm doing a, a, a blog post on how we can reach the lost and how we can, you know, better mm-hmm. reach, you know, those who don't believe in God. I said, I want you to teach me. I said, mm-hmm. you know, what would work and what doesn't work? You know, mm-hmm. you know you, you're kind of my, my target here. And uh, I said, and I, I could be blunt enough with her to ask her that question. And I remember, and it's a, a long feedback, a long message she sent me. But part of it was sometimes when we reach out to others, we try to do it from the perspective of trying to fix them and say, you're broken, let me fix you. Mm-hmm. And are fixing, you know, oh, no, you're doing all these bad things, let me stop you. Rather than showing them Jesus and then making them fall in love with Jesus. And then she actually used the words, you know, if we do, you know, if we give them and show them the spirituality, she goes, the rest will follow. Mm. And she goes, you know, then yeah. the actions will follow. If, you know, if we show them who Jesus is, she goes, then we don't have, you know, then the bad behavior will, will, will fix itself because the motivation will be not, let me fix this, but let me please God. And, and, you know, I'm expounding on her words there. But that really kind of opened my eyes to also the gentleness. You know, are we doing it to, to win an argument, to say, ha-ha, I caught you, you're wrong, I'm right? Or is it really about us showing them who Jesus is? And in the, in the process of showing who Jesus is, showing respect to that person. You know, I might totally disagree with them. And as a clinician, I work with clients all the time that, you know, I don't agree with their perspective, but I've got to show unconditional positive regard, you know, show that, <laughs> that, that respect, that, that, that they are, they're entitled. People are entitled to believe what they believe. Um, and we've, we've got to realize that um, the only way in, the, in these verses that we're talking about, you know, with Paul's teaching and, you know, trying to, trying to, tell the, the brethren how do you how do you share Christ with somebody they're not going to listen to you if you if you come at them trying to win an argument 
it's got to it's got to be they can tell that you really care about them and that you respect them as a person and that you're willing to learn from them too and so you know i love what you did jonathan with um the individual just showing a, an, an openness to um hey I, I don't have all the i don't have all the answers on this um but maybe we can learn together and maybe learn something about Jesus together. Yeah. And, and you know, I kind of also said, you know, it's obvious kind of our, our approaches right now aren't working. <laughs> because, we, you know, I, I said, because, yeah. you know, that well, we, we have this bad reputation. I said, well, why do we have this reputation? And, mm. and, and I got some. And, she, and I think she even asked, you know, do you want me to be, you know, how, how blunt do you want me to be? And I was like, give it to me, you know. She goes, this might be a long message. I said, I don't care, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think that's, you know, part of what James 1 says when he says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man has not produced the righteousness of God. And when yeah. we think of that in the, I guess, under the umbrella of gentleness, if we aren't listening to one another, we can't be gentle because then it's still about us comes back to you know proverbs i was thinking proverbs 15 one a gentle down, yep. answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger yeah and th- there's a way there's a way that we can say things you know as as i think about this idea of gentleness i think about the uh, implied in it is a there's a tenderness there there's the tone in which we we talk to people there's I think just a, a temperance with strength, you know, restraint that we show. And um, that's empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit gives us the, the power to, to respond as, as Christ would um, without turning people off to, to him because of us. We often get in the way of, of oh, the yeah. message. And, and, you know, we often get in the way because, you know, we, we quench the Spirit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, when, when doing what you just mentioned and doing other things that are spirit-led is uncomfortable. And, and we don't like to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. whether it's listening to someone who has a different perspective than us, whether it means we're having to admit we've not listened before, whether we yeah. have to admit we were wrong, and, or whether we have to admit change has to happen. Uh, that's uncomfortable. And it, it it is uh, you know we were talking before that the podcast started I don't want to get us too far off right now but just <laughs> in view of what's going on in our country absolutely um, leadership leadership always begins with listening mm-hmm. leadership begins with listening and if we're if we're not listening to people and trying to understand their perspective, there's no way that we're going to show a spirit of, of gentleness. There's no way that we're going to uh, develop peace. So Jesus says, blessed are the gentle, for, the, for they shall inherit the earth. Um, that, that's just showing the, that there's a tremendous power in a, a, a willingness to listen and a willingness to, to uh, show that respect and show that care to, to, people that are on the other side of the totally on the other side of the the uh tracks from us or on the other side of yep. of the pol- uh, political view yeah um it's impossible to have unity in the church without don't listening yeah yeah 
and and uh, and you know, uh, for those who are watching, you know, uh, we want your feedback here. You know, you, you mentioned you know kind of what's going on in the world right now, um, Ryan, and you know, for things in the world, you know, these current events, you know, we've been seeing some, some I would say some disturbing things, some yeah. things that that are unsettling. And 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 I, and I don't know the answer, but and uh, besides knowing that it does, but but how can gentleness be applied to some of these current events? You know, I, I, you know, with you know the racial tensions we're seeing, with the just the inability with uh, any issue to listen to people who have differing opinions than us. You know, right now, for for example, you know, there's a group of people who who do feel hurt. That they feel neglected, maybe ignored, and and they and they're saying, "You've not been listening." True. How can we use gentleness to say we love you? I mean, is it as simple as just saying we love you? I mean, uh, is it just as simple as you know? How how can we use that gentleness? And I don't I don't have an answer right now. I've been thinking about it, and other than to say I know it has to be applied somehow. And, uh, it does. You know, I, I grew up in, in South Africa. Some of y'all might know that. And I grew up during apartheid in that, that time frame and in, in the history there. And in fact, I was a student at Frida Hardeman when Nelson Mandela was finally uh, released, you know, and um, and went through that process to try and bring reconciliation, racial reconciliation in in South Africa. But what was necessary for that process, and it's still a, you know, it's still an ongoing process there. Yeah. But what sure. what was necessary was open conversation about it, you know, and and also there had to be uh, justice had to, had to be part of the yeah. the the equation as well, and I, I think I think that. Um, just where where people feel like I've got a platform where I, where I am being heard, where I am being taken seriously, and and where there is an effort to, you know, for restitution and reconciliation, um, we, we've got to start somewhere. And we've man, we've got a long way to go in in this country. We, still, we, evidently, we do. And we have some comments here. Uh, Josh is saying the ability to disagree with gentleness and respect and mm -hmm. continue in that posture turns the temperature down on that disagreement naturally. And I think the key, the key is continue. Because oftentimes we'll say, okay, I'll be gentle, I'll be respectful, I'll ask the question. And when they begin to give us an answer we are uncomfortable with, yeah. the the fists come up and we say, okay, let's spar. You know, my, my dad said sometimes we just have to sit in the ashes with them. I think about mm. I think about Job's friends, and it mm -hmm. wasn't really about – I mean, yes, it was about mourning uh, uh, travesty, but they were the best friends for seven days. <laughs> yes, they, when, when they, they opened, when, yeah, when, when they just said, "Okay, we see him, literally in ashes and sackcloth," and they said, and they didn't recognize him, yeah. and they sat down with him for seven days and didn't say a word, and then they got in trouble because they started talking. But um, you know, sitting in the ashes, you know, this continuing in that that humbleness posture. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, did something happen in, in Henderson uh, lately with some kind of community event that yeah, kind on, of on, helped out with on that? 
on uh, on Sunday, you're talking about on Sunday there was afternoon or evening there was a uh, yes a a um, gathering at the at the high school yes. uh, football field and several I, I wasn't able to be part of that but I heard just several good comments about you know people sharing their heart and their concern and and uh, I know uh, President Shannon was one of the ones that that spoke and and others. But um, just you know, opening again, opening the conversation, doing it in, in humility, like you're, you're sitting in the ashes with people, mm-hmm. and and realizing that that there's you know, there's no quick and easy fixes to these things, but um, being willing to be uncomfortable together, and saying, hey, let's 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 not. Um, Let's not move in opposite directions. Let's try to let's try to move towards each other, you know, in a way that that is open. Um, like Ephesians four two, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Mm-hmm. You know that that bearing process, and that's hard work. Gentleness is a hard work. Yeah, we often think of gentleness as being passive, Mm-mm. but it it's not. It's actually, no. I would say, the opposite. It, it is because, you know, we're not only are we trying to put ourselves empathetically in that other person's shoes, mm-hmm. but we're also restraining us, holding ourselves back and, and keeping ourselves in, in check because it's not about me and my rights. And we live in a country that's all about uh, give me me, uh, give me my rights Um you know, give me justice. Well, as, as believers, um, that's very countercultural uh, for, for a Christian. A Christian's not about saying, give me my rights. What did Paul it's say? It's about, about how can I bring glory? <laughs> yeah, how can I bring glory to, to Christ? Yeah, you know, Paul said what? You know, what? Things are lawful, but not all things build up are beneficial are, are beneficial and, and 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 like you said too often we get caught up in the well i i have the right to do that and mm-hmm. now we can take it too far by saying well you know if it offends somebody you know maybe it's not beneficial sure. and we can take that too far by then not doing anything but sure. i think our fear of taking it too far has resulted in us not doing anything about it and us going back to the it's my right, mm-hmm. and uh, there there's no, it's we almost live in a world of of uh, extremes. It's either one or the other, and and Paul's saying it's both. You can have the right, but it doesn't mean you should always do don't it. Always exert, don't always exert that right. I'm a, I'm a, I like Star Trek uh, somewhat. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but I think of uh, Spock by saying. Just because it's there does not give you, you know, it's not reason to climb the mountain, right? And sometimes mm. we're like, oh, look, there it is. Well, I guess I'll have to climb it. You know, we can always go around it, you know. And I think sometimes, you know, but with issues like we're facing now, there's there's a mountain of an issue. And right sure. now there is reason to climb it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like my dad said, but acknowledging that it has to be fixed is important. Uh, Bruce is saying agree to disagree. And you have to be willing to compromise and have and give and take attitude. And sometimes that's true. You know, we don't want to have a give and take attitude when it comes to truth. But when it comes to 
hey, we have a disagreement, approaching it from the perspective of let's find a common ground is important. Mm. And the common ground right. right now should be everyone matters. And, sure. you know, and unity matters. And, you know, with, with – and, and maybe in regards to – you know, you know, the, you know, spiritual things, Jesus matters. And, and as long as we're becoming more like Jesus, we've succeeded in life. Mm. But the moment we end up acting like ourselves <laughs> is the moment I think we start to get in some, some hot water. Amen. <laughs> so the, the key here is don't act like yourself. Especially you, Jonathan. Do not be yourself. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sure many people would agree with that. Oh but, man, but yeah. that—that's you know—that is our old joke and aside that our our fleshly nature, you know, and, and we're going back into the fruit of the spirit because we know right before the fruit of the spirit, <laughs> again, you got the the works of the flesh, you know, the fleshly nature, and we're always always combating that and gentleness is one one of the the facets of the fruit that we're combating that that fleshly nature that you know give me mine selfish yep. uh, self-centered hateful attitude that we have yeah we can easily have oh ab absolutely and you know i i think about you know when you know thinking of others and and maybe in how we answer others and I, and I guess I'll end with, you know, what kind of end with this going back to Jesus and how Jesus showed gentleness. And, and then we'll, we'll tell our audience uh, farewell, you know, because if our goal is to be transformed like Jesus and, and not live like the flesh and live as the spirit guides us. And uh, I brought this up in a previous podcast, but I, I kind of immediately thought of, again, the storm on the sea where mm -hmm. Jesus' disciples were, you know, and these weren't like. I guess these weren't wimps. Sometimes we feel like they're wimps. You know, fishermen saw storms. You know, they were used to, you know, knowing to, to you know, read the weather and, and know what was dangerous. You know, if a little something popped up, they weren't like, okay, well, this will pass in a little bit. For this storm to, to make these fishermen feel like they were all going to die, it, it apparently popped out of nowhere. It caught fishermen off guard. They were terrified, all right? But they had also right. been with Jesus. So should they have known that everything could have been okay? Well, Jesus kind of says that. But when they woke up Jesus, you know, besides him saying, you know, at the very beginning, you know, why'd you wake me up? You know, like anybody, <laughs> hey, okay, why'd you wake me up? You know, when I wake my wife up, I, I get a, a very similar message. And, um, yeah, but uh, especially right. especially right now. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, when he asked that and they said, don't you care that we're all going to die? He showed gentleness in the way of he didn't immediately chastise them and say, oh, you of little faith. Right. He addressed their concern and their fear and then turned and said, you should have known better. Mm. And, and I think if we Good take point. that approach with others – especially those who may might should know better and those who don't know better we address their fear or their concern to say i hear you yeah there's a problem that needs to be fixed i'm going to help you fix it and then i'm going to tell you maybe your approach was wrong or hey 
let's put our you know you should have put your trust in God. That order is helpful, and and I think if we follow Jesus's example, uh, we'll see a little bit more unity in our world. I I love that because what you're saying, um, in my way of thinking is just you're meeting people where they are right now, and if you meet them where they are. And, and you address the, the immediate concern of that, the anxiety that's that's there, yeah. the tension, the anger, whatever it is, that's there and, and just, just address that. Then that, and, and stick with them and are patient with them. That allows through that spirit of gentleness to take it to the next step and maybe uh, build, a, build a positive relationship or a stronger relationship that points people again to the Lord. Definitely, so. definitely. Well, well, Ryan, it it's been exciting to to have you here tonight, and uh, well, thanks. It's been great yeah. for for those who who tuned in and who commented. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm glad uh, that some of you are always here. Um, remember, we are here every Thursday at, at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central. Uh, behind me, you can see that uh, we are brought to you by the Ministry League. Uh, we're also brought to you by Holly Hill Church of Christ. And uh, I've been blessed to be here. Uh, in a couple weeks, I'll be here for five years. And uh, so we're very happy. And, uh, of course, um, Ryan, I thank you for uh, uh, your, your friendship. And uh, I, I always enjoyed also uh, your, your mentoring and your, your teaching at Freed Hardman. And, uh, again, uh, remember, and the Ministry League, we have all sorts of resources. Uh, a new video series was released uh, a couple weeks ago called the Amplify Series. It's a great tool, especially right now, uh, for you to use with your groups since uh, lots of things are opening up slowly. But as always, uh, remember to walk in the way of the cross.